You're listening to me, Karen Co. on Brunch this morning. It's 10 minutes past 11. And we are thrilled to be joined now by Sadia Usmani, who is here for Chinwag. We are checking in with her, and she has just checked in at the airport to go for a trip. Sadia, welcome. Good morning to you, Karen. I was on the hot seat last week, and here we are changing positions. Exactly. Yeah, I'm at Hong Kong. Hong Kong Airport at the moment, um, and my flight is at one twenty. I'm going to the UK. Um, my daughter is getting married, and also I'm going to celebrate Eid with my family. So, um, so yeah, after a long time, a bit of travelling, and here I am at Hong Kong Airport, and it's amazing. What a transformation. Really? Tell us what it's like. What's the atmosphere like there? Well, you know, um, I've kind of travelled. I travelled um, during COVID time because I went to the UK for a couple of operations, things like that, and seriously, it was like a ghost town, Hong Kong Airport. Um, but now, I, you know, all the shops are open. Lots of people are coming and going. Um, everything was very straightforward, security checks, things like that. I mean, there's not hordes and hordes of people, but certainly you can see the difference in that now people are sort of venturing out. And, um, and so it is reasonably busy. And I've had, to, you know, it took me a bit of time just to find a kind of quiet corner where the food area is yeah. to find a quiet table. Well, but it's, um, but it's so nice it's, just to see people. Exactly. It's good you're traveling this week because during the recent Easter break, which was also school holidays, it was crazy. Mm. I remember seeing pictures yeah. from the airport. We actually traveled over that Easter long weekend, but not on the key days. But huge yeah. queues to check in, huge queues to even get to the terminal. So it's good you're really? traveling this week. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, people are actually wanting to get out. And obviously now with the school, uh, schools are still obviously, there's no holidays as such at the moment. But I'm sure that, you know, come summer, uh, you know, you're going to see a big difference at the airport. But I think, you know, it's all good for Hong Kong. We need that. Um, and we really do need more tourists coming in. It feels very odd as well because, you know, generally before you, you take a flight, I mean, all throughout the last couple of years, whether there have been flights or not, you've had to think, okay, do I have this document? Do I have that document? And, you know, do I have my PCR test? Oh, so yes. it feels really odd to kind of walk in and you don't have anything. There are no tests now. Right. Um, only certain countries are saying that you maybe you need to have a test or you need to have your vaccination certificate. But certainly for me at the moment to go to the UK, there is just nothing. And even at Hong Kong Airport, they don't ask for anything. Cathay Pacific, I'm using that. They have no restrictions at all, so no temperature checks. So that's quite a, a major shift, yeah. you know. Um, you know, so that that takes. Oh, but you know, we are so completely taken over by that that it's actually hard to take it out of our system mm -hmm. after so long of being used to it. Yeah, um, you, you, and I've carried masks. Right, <laughs> you actually are worried. Like, did I forget something? Am I supposed to do a yeah. test? Will they let me on the plane? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, just in case, like I, I also like did a, I did a PC, I, I did a kind of rat test, and I, I was just feeling uneasy, and I thought, no, no, I'll just do it, and I'll keep the, I'll keep the result on my phone, and I'll keep it in my bag, because I just felt like you know, it just feels, in, I feel insecure without it, so, so it's a bit mad, isn't it? I mean, but this is what it does to you, isn't it? I mean, we exactly. get so used to 
used to things like that. That's right. Um, anyway, I was going to run down some of the kind of, I was looking up to see where the top destinations are in terms of just the top 10 that um, people are, are going to. So I can go through those for you. So maybe yeah, one of those do. are on your list. Is okay. on your bucket list, perhaps. All right, we'll <laughs> okay, see. Okay, st- starting at no, and you can tell me which ones you've been to actually. Starting at number ten, I've got Rio de Janeiro. Oh, have not been um, there. So on my list. Yeah. So then, obviously, yeah, Christ the Redeemer statue, known for that, and obviously Copacabana Beach and Sugarloaf Mountain. And number nine is Cape Town. I've been um, there. So you've got Table Mountain. Have you been there? I, I actually yeah. went there. And the Botanical Gardens? Yeah. Well, you know, we actually went there for the 2010 Football World Cup, the FIFA oh, World Cup. Brilliant. So that was a highlight. Okay, cool. Okay, so you tick one of those then. Number eight is Dubai. Have you been there? I have been to Dubai. Uh, I had some friends yeah. who used to live there, actually, working for one of the TV stations. So I passed All through right, and so- managed to visit them. Yeah, I've been there too. So Burj Khalifa and obviously you've got the Dubai Mall, you've got the Palm Jumeirah and the Desert Safari and all sorts of things there. And then number seven is Rome, Italy. Have you been there? Yes, I went there just before the pandemic, like literally a week before all the flights shut down. Oh, my goodness. Well, I've been there too. So the Colosseum, the Vatican City, uh, the Trevi Fountain, a well-known one. And then number six is Bali. Have you been there? Oh, yes. Bali, I did a lot of Bali in the early 210s because that's shortly after I learned to surf. So then I made all our family holidays to surfing destinations like Bali. Yeah, you are an amazing surfer. I've seen a a couple of your things on Facebook. And seriously, when I saw your little video uh, of you surfing, I really... Really thought it was all doctor. I thought, no, she can't do that. No, no, she couldn't do that. It was amazing. I was just completely taken over by that. Oh, that was amazing. Thank you. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't AI video. It was actually me. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I seriously thought, no, I don't think she could do that, but you were amazing. So anyway, okay, so moving on, it's number five, it's Sydney, and oh, yeah. you have been there, of right? Course. I was born there, so been there a lot. There you go. There you go. Uh, and obviously the Opera House, Harbour Bridge, so recommend anything else, Bondi Beach? Um, Anything else in Sydney that you ex- want people to see? I would actually say go to all the rock pools that you can. There, there's one at Coogee Beach. There's one at Maroubra Beach. I think New South mm. Wales has like 150 rock pools that are basically ocean swimming pools. And they're fantastic. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Sounds lovely. Oh, my goodness. Number four is London. Um, and that's where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you and I'm actually going in time for the um, coronation. I will be there on the 6th when Charles, King Charles is coronated. Ooh. So, um, and I live not far from central London. So there you go. So that's number four. Moving on. Number three is Tokyo. Been to yes, Tokyo? I was just in Tokyo yep. a couple of weeks ago. For work. Well, but... you're a bit of a jet setter, aren't you, Karen? Wow. The get around. I get great. around, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, number two is New York. Yeah. Um, you've been there? Well, my, I'm sure my you kids... have. I haven't been there. Actually. Oh, you haven't? My kids live in New York. No. And yes, I've been, been there many times. Usually, actually, every year we go there. So, oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay. Any one point in New York that you think people should go to? Um, Apart from Times Square, Central Park? I think you should um, go downtown. Downtown is kind of uh, colorful. Some people might say seedy, but that's where you've got Chinatown and Little Italy. Yeah, the Lower East Side. It's really fun. 
Okay. And number one, I've got as Paris. So oh, we've got, really? you know, the romantic city, which is absolutely beautiful, and I love it. Um, so the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre, the Champs-Élysées, Notre-Dame, Cathedral. So have you been to Paris? I'm I, sure you have. I have. So when we lived in London, we used to go to Paris a lot. So I've had spent, like, Christmases yeah. there. You're a well-traveled girl. Yeah. There's still places I cool. haven't been, though. Yeah, I know. There's just so many amazing places to see. But I'm sure, I mean, these destinations are just the top 10 that I chose. And I'm sure quite a few people, we all obviously need to vary our holidays based on children. And when kids are young and stuff, it's difficult to go where you want to such. You go where it, it suits them. But I was checking out of all those places like, you know, Tokyo and Dubai are usually considered the most expensive on the list. While Bali and Cape Town are generally considered um, more affordable. Um, so that's a good thing to keep in mind anyway. But um, I I think I get more stressed with things like, you know, packing to tell you the truth. Oh. When you've got 23 kg and you think I've got to squeeze everything in there. Right. Okay. <coughs> How's so the best way to do it? What is your packing strategy, Sadia? Because I, I don't seem to get any better at packing the more I travel. <laughs> Well, I must admit, I've probably improved a hell of a lot because my husband is a very, um, uh, he just says, like, seriously, he will take a hand luggage bag for two weeks and he will still not wear everything that's wow. in it. And, and he just, and then so now because of him, I've, I kind of do tend to travel light. I think what it is, my, my key thing is probably this whole mix and match stuff where you've got one solid pair of kind of black trousers or black skirt or something and then you're just kind of alternate you know getting alternative things but but I think for me I mean when I travel to London I have a home in London too so I've got some stuff which is always lying there but I think if you're traveling around and I'm sure you're used to that it's best to take maybe some take some old clothes and stuff with you so that you can wear them and then just chuck them and maybe replace them with other things that you like or whatever but try not to just travel light and I don't know what it is whether it's psychological or what uh, I don't know whether you're affected by this but every time I pack it's really weird I kind of when I look at my wardrobe I think oh shall I take this and yet it's something that I'm picking up my wardrobe which I haven't worn for years and right. I think oh, I'll take that one and then I think what the hell <laughs> why am I taking that when I don't wear it I don't wear it but home. it's just a weird thing yeah, yeah. it's why just a weird it? thing that takes <laughs> over it is it is strange I I actually heard a very interesting packing tip the other day, which was um, mm. to bring almost nothing. Well, bring your basics, and then mm. go to thrift shops and shop yeah, at thrift shops, yeah. and then charity shops. Yeah. yeah, give them back to the shops when you're done with your trip. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. And I think taking like I've I've already packed my husband's suitcase because he's really rubbish. <laughs> I just think no, no, just make sure. So I packed kind of things that like heavy sweatshirt because now suddenly we're going from temperatures in Hong Kong, which are getting really hot, and suddenly I looked at the temperature in London and it was like eight to ten degrees so you know when you land there it's going to be cold so you know I've taken kind of things which he which he's worn an awful lot which we can actually give into charity shops and stuff afterwards so yeah I think that's certainly a good tip but I think it's just now it's really just the psychological thing of getting back into travel and maybe just being more secure about it uh, because I think people are uneasy because suddenly you'll see that, you know, certainly in planes and things like that, people are keeping masks on because there is this in, inbuilt fear now, I think. Mm, yeah, exactly. So I think you, you probably should pack everything you need 
for your daily routine? Because I do think that that's something that makes it easier when you travel. If you have a, a very yeah. specific you know, daily routine, make sure you have those things. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And then sometimes you've got to bring a little bit extra in case or, you know, something gets lost or you forget. Yeah, and yeah. absolutely. And your hand luggage. Um, I made a trip in October when my father was a bit unwell, uh, was unwell. And I um, had a suitcase of stuff and I had a hand luggage bag. And I don't know what made me because I knew I had to go to the hospital and things like that. What made me put everything that was essential in my hand luggage bag. And I ended up losing, I, I, well, I ended up not getting my suitcase until the day before I was to leave. Oh, so I survived on just what I had. And, you know, things like your any medication that you have or contact lenses or, you know, basics, change of undies or sleep, sleep, you know, sleepwear and things like that. So I tend to now always out of safety just have the, the bare essentials in my hand luggage bag just in case. And I think that's probably a good thing, especially if you've got things like medication or if you've got a laptop and you've got a charger, keep the two together with you um, because, you know, or your phone charger and things like that because that is pretty drastic. I think these days that's what can really throw you completely if you don't have those access to things like that. Yeah, great idea, especially since the airports are still a bit of a mess and they don't have enough staff, so maybe your luggage will not yeah. uh, come with you on the flight. No, those are yeah. great tips. Yeah. Great tips, Sadia. So, well, um, what can we say except bon voyage? How long are you going to be Thank away? Thank you. I'll be back in Hong Kong by the 7th, uh, 8th of May. Oh, awesome. Well, we look forward to talking to you again, Ben. Have a you have a good trip. week.